No, I'm, I hit record like just uh, 10 seconds ago. Okay, I just hit record about seven seconds ago. Perfect. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, hot as hell, though. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Here you go. on the uh the new theme no 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 i wish maybe uh here after uh i don't know things slow down <laughs> yeah kind of theme. i mean that's the thing man is it has been crazy you know uh, i went to the pca trade show in july and a month before and a month after have just been crazy and I feel like it should be slowing down now. It is a little bit, but it's still busy. Yeah. Yeah. It. Well, you know, it's just this endless cycle for me. Right. Yeah. You know, the kids are going back to school soon. Oh, today wasn't the first day of school? No, tomorrow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, today was the first day here. Senior Bacon, do you start your day off with tequila? No, <laughs> I started off with the bourbon. <laughs> Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So let's get, uh, we can cut right to the chase. This is uh, Eyes Forward March. Oh, yeah. Episode 83. Holy shit. And as always, I'm the salty son of a bitch, Bacon. <laughs> and with Senior me bacon. is that smoky son of a bitch, Seagar. <laughs> Wow, man, that's harsh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, no, she's a nice lady. I hope she don't listen. <laughs> He's that smoky son of a nice lady. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, Eyes Forward March, episode number 83. Holy crap. I can't even believe it. Like, now I'm like, remember, we've had this talk several times. Like, what's the milestone? Uh, 10, uh, 20. Now it's like, I want to get to 100. We'll get to 100. Oh, yeah. As long as we can keep listeners. I haven't looked at the stats lately. Have you? No. No, I don't. Uh, I don't remember what I did with that link. Uh, I'll take but, a look uh, while you talk, I suppose. Yeah. In the uh, interim, it's just been hot as balls. And I think yesterday it was 89 degrees, 80% humidity, 75 degrees for the dew point. So, needless to say... It was a little swampy. Yeah, it was uh, yesterday. I think it was yesterday, today, tomorrow are supposed to be the hottest days of the year for us. Interesting. Which is not bad because it's literally the only three days of the year that we've like touched triple digits. Really? Yeah, so we've had a really great spring, summer thus far. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, it gets hot up here, probably into the hundreds and heat index and everything. Like, we have the most extreme extremes, right? Right. It is hotter than balls. And then in the hotter wintertime. Than the devil's butthole. It is colder than the, I don't know, somebody, well diggers butthole. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no it's 
you know, uh, global warming this, global warming that, with everything that's burning down in the world today, uh, seems like it's kind of getting milder here. The past couple years, the winters haven't been super horrible. Yeah, cold, mm-hmm. uh, but not super horrible. I mean, I remember growing up and it, it, like ice storms, and like it was just, it felt like winter was six months. Now it feels like winter's three months. Right. And, you know, and it feels like winter starts later in the year now, too. Yeah, yeah. It feels here. It feels like we don't really hit winter. And I mean, you might get end of October, beginning of November, you might get a cold front. But really, you don't you don't really get winter until like, oh, shoot, January, end of February or I'm sorry, end of December, beginning of January now. And then by the yeah. time middle of March, when most companies are going to the range here it's pretty decent yeah you know so that ain't bad i was just looking at the numbers not bad my brother not bad yeah like we have remained uh very consistent over the course of 82 episodes i'm happy with that thank you to all 42 of you (laughs) yeah well, you know, in some th- I've I've been noticing that uh, the day that the episode launches, you know, you might get like ten listens, you know, whatever. Those are your diehard, like probably family, right? And then, uh, you know, over the next week and a half, uh, that's when everybody seems to catch up on all their podcasts, and that's when the numbers start to go up. So, yeah, uh, whatever's happening. I don't know why you're still listening, everybody, but thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you to you and Listenerville. Yeah, Listenerville. <laughs> I don't know. Population mm-hmm. them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't we get some uh, military history out of the way? Yeah, you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. Wait, hold on. I think I might actually, I did not open this up, but I have a sound effect for military history if you want to use it. Let's try it. Let's find out. Hold on here. Let me do some clicky clicky. I feel like it's been forever since we've uh, used any of these. Let's see here. Um, let's try this button here. It's time for military history. Wow. It's Look amazing how many people like people that listen to the podcast walk up to me and they're just like, they turn a corner and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> like you asshole. It's like uh, when I listen to Jocko and people see uh his, I don't know, assistant or whatever, Echo, out in uh, town. And they'll walk up to him and they'll just say, good evening, Echo. <laughs> good evening, Echo. Because that's how Jocko starts his podcast. Nice. Good evening, Echo. So, anyway, <laughs> if you ever run hey. into Echo. So, yeah. August 30th already. Damn. Yeah. 1780, General... Benedict Arnold betrayed the U.S. when he promised secretly to surrender the fort at West Point to the British Army. Arnold, whose name has become synonymous with the traitor, fled to England after a botched conspiracy. His co-conspirator, British spy Major John Andre, was hanged. Oh, damn. Yeah. And then Benedict Arnold went on to be in be a, like a really popular egg. Yeah. Eggs Benedict. 
I don't know. I really honestly don't know if those two are have anything in common. I'm sure there's probably some correlation there. Hmm. I'm not going to win Jeopardy by knowing this. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, no games here. Then, in 1781, the French fleet of 24 ships under Comet de Grasse arrived in the Chesapeake Bay to aid the American Revolution. The fleet defeated British under Admiral Graves at the Battle of Chesapeake Capes. Okay. I, I have not heard anything about that at all. Uh, have you seen the movie The Patriot? I'm sure I have, but... I think it's got, what's his name, Mel Gibson. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm, like I said, I'm so, sure I have, I just don't remember it. So at the end, that's kind of how that movie ends, is when the French show up and kind of help us out. Ah. Mm-hmm. Moving on to uh, 1862, the Union forces were defeated by the Confederates at the Second Battle of Bull Run in Manassas, Virginia. Brigadier General Irvin McDowell fought at the Second Battle of Manassas, which was also a Union defeat. The Union Army, in this case, was commanded by General John Pope. McDowell was then relieved of his command until he was sent to command the Department of the Pacific in 1864, where he finished his war. Huh. Bull Run really wasn't a a, a good place for the Union Army. And just say it that way. <laughs> right. So, it didn't. It didn't end uh, any differently the second time. In 1879, John Bell Hood, so Fort Hood, that's why people get lost. <laughs> the Confederate general. I don't think it's called Hood anymore. No, it's Cavasios or something. Yeah. I think Anyways, about that. So old General Hood, he lost Atlanta along with an arm and a leg. He died at 48 years old of yellow fever during the uh, New Orleans epidemic. What what happened in uh, New Orleans? They had an epidemic of yellow fever. Oh, yellow fever. Yeah. Damn. This is yeah. why, hey, look, here, I think yellow fever came from uh, a bunch of people that were out at the beach, got sung by jellyfishes, and everybody was peeing on everybody because somebody said that was a good idea. Next thing you know, everybody's got yellow fever. Hmm. Could be. Mm, I don't know. Probably never not. Been, never been to a beach in New Orleans, so... There's one close by. There's got to be. Got to be. There's a whole damn lake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In 1945, we've talked about this guy before. General Douglas MacArthur lands in Japan to oversee the formal surrender and to organize the post-war Japanese government. So... The career of MacArthur is composed of a striking achie one achievement after another, right? This guy was kind of a, I don't know, that guy, a rock star. Billy Badass. Yeah. So when he graduated from West Point, MacArthur's performance in terms of awards and average had only been exceeded in the institution's history by one other person, Robert E. Lee. Oh, damn. That's your boy. 
Lee's not my boy. Grant's oh, my boy. Oh, Grant's your boy. That my bad. Sorry. Didn't mean to diss you like that. That's all right. So his performance in World War One during combat in France won him decorations for valor and resulted in his becoming the youngest general in the army at that time. He then retired in 1934, only to be appointed head of the Philippine army by its president. And so the Philippines at that time were a U.S. Commonwealth. So they could, they had that authority. Ah, well, yeah, that'll that'll happen. When World War II broke out, MacArthur was called back to active service as the commanding general of the U.S. Army in the Far East. Because MacArthur's time in the Far East and his awesome respect he commanded in the Philippines, his judgment had become somewhat distorted and his vision of the U.S. military strategy as a whole was myopic. I don't know what that word means. Myopic? Yeah, M-Y-opic. Don't know. GT score low. Don't know. Yeah. But he was convinced that the U.S. could defeat Japan if it invaded the Philippines. But in the long term, he was correct. But the short term, the United States suffered disastrous defeats at Bataan and Corregordor. Corregordor. Yes. Is that from uh, Lord of the Rings? Maybe. <laughs> That's where all the trolls live. Oh, okay. Mm, I don't know. Uh, so, by the time the U.S. forces were compelled to surrender, he had already shipped out on orders from President Roosevelt. As he left, he uttered his immortal line, I shall return. Refusing to admit defeat, MacArthur took supreme command in the Southwest Pacific, capturing New Guinea from the Japanese with an innovative leapfrog strategy. MacArthur, true to his word, returned to the Philippines in October of 1944 and once again employed an unusual strategy of surprise and constant movement that still has historians puzzled to its true efficacy to this day. Efficacy? Efficacy, like how well it worked. Like Ah. Historians can't understand how he made this thing work. Fair enough. So then... On March 3rd of 1945, MacArthur handed control of the Philippines back to its president. And then on August 30th of 1945, MacArthur landed at the Estugi Airport in Japan and proceeded to drive himself to Yokohama. Along the way, tens of thousands of Japanese soldiers lined the roads with their bayonets fixed on him. <laughs> one, last, one last act of defiance but all for not <laughs> like, could you imagine driving, being a general driving down the road in Japan and just tens of thousands of Japanese soldiers pointing their bayonets at you? Like, no, <laughs> I hope you get a flat tire fucker. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Stop here. Um, also in 1945, a pale green super six coupe rolled off the Hudson company's assembly line. The first, post-World War II car to be produced what by car? the auto manufacturer. The Hudson. Uh, I feel like I should know that. You should. Like all other U.S. auto manufacturers, 
Hudson had halted production of civilian cars in order to produce armaments during the war. The Super 6 boasted the first modern high-compression L-head motor. The L-head. Though it garnered its name from the original Hudson manufactured engine produced in 1916, the name stayed, though the engine became much more sophisticated. Huh. And finally, in 1993, 50 rangers stage a raid in search of Muhammad Farah Adid, a warlord in Somalia. Oh, Somalia. Mm-hmm. Sit down, get some internet, hack some stuff, quit quit robbing boats and whatever. Hmm. I am the captain now. That was military history. Well, that was loud. I don't know. We'll get it through normalization. Yeah, yeah. No, no worries. That was good. That was good. You got some military history. I feel like we haven't done that for a while. Uh, well, we skipped last time. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, well, last episode was like a run, run and gun, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so maybe I was the only critic on that one. I haven't heard anything from anybody. Oh. Although the only thing I heard was from you, because apparently uh, when I go through, because normally you edit these episodes. And normally. This last one I edited, correct? Yes. Well, when I was going through and editing, because I've done it long enough and I just know it, I set the uh, Vera speed to like 1.5 or 2. So I just run through it and I kind of look for large spaces and gaps and kind of cut that down a little bit and whatever. And then at the end, I export it. Well, apparently when you do that, Logic's like, oh, you must want to listen to it at 1.5 or 2x. So I was like, I didn't know. So you it was so me. funny. You t- so when I first turned it on, I was like, what, what's going on here? Because you're like, hey, man, what are you going to do? <laughs> and, I'm like, and as I'm listening to the episode, I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm talking really fast. I'm like, I don't talk that fast. <laughs> right. And so then I texted you. and There was like a lot of dead space at the end of the episode, too. I think all that got cut out, though, when you change the speed. So. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like I so you you text me, you're like, hey man, I think you got it like one point five or two or whatever it was, and I'm like, ah, son of a gun. All right. So I went in, I turned the Vera speed off and then re exported it and re uploaded it. So if you were uh an early listener, you heard the chipmunk version of I Sword March. Uh if you were a late comer, you heard the normal version. We hope. Yeah, we hope. Like, we, <laughs> I don't nobody know. said anything. I mean, yeah. uh, we have, what is it, podcastefm at gmail.com. Uh, nobody's emailed us since Raul in Canada said we were on on the charts or whatever his name was. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, I, I don't see anything on uh, podcast at podcastefm on uh, Instagram. So, I mean, people just listen. They don't really interact other than with us. You know, they're right. You know, they're, 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 throughout the day, like uh, Antonio Sticks, uh, he he texts me just about every time he listens to the episode. Hey, listen to the episode today. I'm like, cool. I, I got a text from one of the guys I went to walks with that says, you'll have plenty of time to record during Wobbeck. 
So I, I actually went and talked to my branch chief like the next day. I'm like, hey, uh, how is Wobic? She's like, what are you? What? What? I'm like, uh, is it super busy? Do you have downtime? She's like, yeah, no, you, 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 you'd be fine. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, she's a 420 alpha. Her Wobic was like eight weeks. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, it, it branch specific. Yeah, it is. But I think I'll have time. Uh, that's the rumor. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the alleged rumor. So um, we just got to make sure that we uh, get you there with something that you can record with. That's easy to uh, travel with. Yeah. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, I was looking, uh, you know, uh, you're going to bring your computer, right? Yeah. Or a computer. Uh, well, you probably don't want to use your army computer, uh, or GFE. Uh, so, uh, your personal computer of some sort. Probably. No. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, uh, cause I have uh I have the H uh six and I have uh the I think H one F. Either one of those would work, so hmm. Okay. And if you're in the market to buy, I'd probably go with the H one F. What's uh, the big difference? Uh the so the the H six is what we used the last time you were in my neck of the hood and we ne- neck of the hood. Holy neck shit. Neck of the hood. Neck of the, <laughs> neck of the woods. What up, player? <laughs> yeah. On that side, it's the player. Yeah. Sergeant player. Now, uh, when you were in Fob Seagar, we did the debrief. That was the H6. So you could hook up to six microphones to that. It's a little bit bigger, a little bit bulkier, but a great device for recording uh and then you have the uh zoom h1 or not yeah h1f which is a single channel field recorder uh for about a third of the price oh okay yeah i matter of fact i just picked up the uh the h1f uh because i wanted to i want to use it for my dslr camera uh so when i'm doing things out and about I have that uh, boom mic, uh, shotgun mic, but uh, so far it's been pretty cool. Super lightweight, compact, easy to use, and it's a third of the price. Overall, I'll take the H6, but in a pinch, H1N or H1F. Sure. Okay. So, well, that's good stuff to I mean, know. You're talking 150 bucks to 360 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. But then you got to look at what mic you're going to hook up to it, too. Are you going to, like, I'm traveling, so I'm just going to hook up a lapel mic. Sure. I'm, I'm not going to bring uh, a studio mic with me when I'm traveling. Right. I wouldn't even want to bring the Samsung Q2U, which is what you're still using, by the way. It's a, you know, I was looking at a mic somewhere. And I was like, you know what? This one still works. It still sounds good. Yeah. You know, I know you've gone through, what is this, your third or fourth mic since we started? Oh, my goodness. Well, Samsung Q2U when we started. Um, let's see. I did the 
Scarlet second generation, Scarlet third generation. So there's three. I did an AKG P220. So that's four. And now I am on a uh, 512 limelight. So this is my fifth mic. Yeah. Hmm. And this one, <laughs> when I got yeah. it, it was cheap. It was like a we're new to the market price. And now if you can find it, you're going to pay double. The, and that's the limelight? The limelight, yeah, because it uh, it competes with the uh, Rode uh, RE320 or not the high, high-end, but the, the middle one is what it competes sure. with. Sure, sure. Okay. I like it. It sounds good to yeah. me, so whatever. Other people might say, I can't stand to listen to you. Uh, you know, I was actually thinking that uh, we need to do a uh, movie review here in the near future. Okay. Uh, there's there's some some good movies that have come out military related lately. Uh, apparently, yeah. according to Google, John Wick Four is one of them. Which that's a military movie. Apparently. <laughs> okay. Uh, but the number one obviously uh, is uh, Oppenheimer, uh, which is still in theaters. I believe it's not. I, I looked on uh, Apple Movies or whatever. It's not available yet. That's the. Uh... That's the Manhattan Project one, or what? Uh, no, that isn't that the one like uh, who the guy who uh, builds the atom bomb or something like that. That actually took place. Is that out in uh, New Mexico or someplace? That was Manhattan Project. Yeah. What? Yeah. Was it? Are you googling it right now? Because that doesn't seem. I think. I mean, I think we need to. We need to. When that comes out. I think we need to watch it, and we need to do a um, a movie review on it. Okay. Everybody's talking about it, and sure. we always need content because you know we're nobody wants to hear us bitch and whine and complain about the things that are going on at work and and in our personal lives. I mean, I don't think I've been to. Uh, I haven't been to the obelisk, but I've been to. Um, oh, where the hell is it? It's in New Mexico, White Sands. Oh, okay. I, I've been out to White been. Sands. Right. Went through the went through the museum, the whole thing. Um, well, we you can only go out to the obelisk twice a year. Why is that? I suppose it's also like a live range. They do a lot of testing and stuff, so I imagine they shut that range down twice a year. I saw an Arabian orcs on my way into White Sands. Interesting. Yeah, they were gifted to. Uh, the governor of New Mexico by like an Arabian prince or something like that. Saudi prince. That's something that I actually want to do. Uh, now that? that I'm closer to home for work and I'm not on the road so much, I want to go on little mini vacations. And I think that would be cool to be like, Hey honey, uh, let's go check out this military of, place or event or something like that and just make it a weekend mm -hmm. how hard is a weekend you know i mean weekends are good we just went on a weekend trip down to minneapolis so but for why well kind of to celebrate my son's birthday okay fair enough which was the end of july but end of summer kind of thing yeah so yeah it was good we went to uh create wolf lodge <laughs> you ever heard of one of those <laughs> Yeah, we have one. You do? Yeah. You ever been? Uh, one star review. Do not go. Why? You don't like kids? 
Well, no, it, uh, if you, if you surf the internet and, and, uh, all the social media people out there, uh, when it comes to Wolf Lodge, they're all bashing the one in my area. Mm. Yeah. It's not good. Apparently. I see. Yeah. I've never been there. Uh, I know my mother who you talked so kindly of at the beginning of the show. Uh, she has been there several times. I do know that. Uh, she doesn't mind it, but I know that she hasn't gone there for a while. I don't know if there's a reason for that or not. You could uh, just sort of slide up in your backyard and then just call it the uh, Fob Cigar. Right. Hey, have you ever heard of the Armed Forces, Armed Forces Vacation Club? No. Yes. Is this a deployment joke? No, this is a real thing. Like, if you don't know, you need to Google, look up Armed Forces Vacation Club. Uh, they have vacations all over the world. They're like, it's almost kind of like um, uh, Travago, kind of, you know, like loosely. It's you can basically say, I want to go here, and they have. Uh, military deals and it's not just like everywhere and anywhere all willy-nilly like hey uh, these people offer a military discount no this is an organization that actually like works with people and companies to like be able to provide military vacation or vacations for military people at a really good price interesting uh so not a, I mean, I think if you actually looked at my state, there's only like three towns that have something available. And of course, they're all like around a lake, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, you could literally travel just about anywhere in the world. Uh, I think Hawaii's uh, prices have gone down, but that's besides the point if you're interested in going there. Um, but yeah, and another one that I found was Vet Ticks, V. E T T I X. They don't have crap really here in the middle of nowhere, but you get out in the big cities, you can get tickets to concerts and shows and all sorts of things for like dirt cheap. You have to be a veteran to qualify or currently serving. I have vet ticks and we've gotten like, Tickets to concerts or baseball games for pretty cheap. So, yeah, they have uh, my my local state uh, amateur baseball team, whatever it is. Uh, they have the one downtown. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have tickets uh, to that to those games. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you just walk up to the ticket booth and show your ID nine times out of ten, you can walk in for free. Right. Yeah. I have yet to, uh, I need to go there next time I'm down there. I need to hit up a game. So hell yeah. If you do, let me know. I'll, I'll go hang out. Yeah. Drink $12 um, beers and $12 beers. Yep. That's yeah, you go to the, the state fair is, uh, underway at, at, as we speak. And Oh yeah, that's right. Oof, I, I don't go. I had to drop my wife off for a new kids on the block concert. I mean, Old kid, old guys still traveling in wheelchairs, uh, whatever they call themselves now. And that was a mess just to drop her off and pick her up like four hours later. 
I mean, ultimately, right? You're not that far from the fairgrounds. You could have made her walk. <laughs> uh, you, I, funny story. Uh, so I don't handle uh, large crowds and loud music very well. Uh, I, a little bit better now that I've calmed down in my old age, but uh, early on in uh, my relationship with my wife, we went to the state fair to a concert and it was so ridiculously loud. And this was very shortly after returning from a deployment. I flipped out. I left, I walked out and uh, I, I went back to the car and I waited for the wife uh, to come and she was, couldn't understand. I guess, basically. So I pulled off to the side of the road or on the side of the road. I got out and I'm like, drive yourself home. And I walked all the way home. And it took me like eight hours. Yeah. So uh, moral of the story is I don't go to the state fair anymore. Dude, the Black Keys are going to be there. I don't know. Are they? Yeah. Oh, we're there. They're pretty legit. You know, now that I like I go to concerts a lot more now, but I bring hearing protection with me and I'm glad I did because when I went to the Joe Bonamassa concert, holy shit, I would not have survived that concert without hearing protection. Yeah. I mean, literally two measures into that concert, I was like, oh, crap. And I threw my earplugs (laughs) in. I'm like, see I don't know. It it doesn't even bother me anymore. Uh, it does. So. It like it does. And actually, to be honest with you, once you put those uh, for this venue and everything like that, put my my earplugs in, it it instantly brought all the the echo and the surround and everything down. And actually, now it felt like I was watching the concert but listening in headphones. Sure. And it was amazing. So I have wife hates it, but. I have uh, whoop, my pair of headphones right here. I don't nice. uh, minuendo or whatever. Little pricey, but they're <laughs> yeah. worth every penny. We went to um, my son and I. We went to Five Finger Death Punch last winter. Oh, there you go. And uh, yeah, you wouldn't have enjoyed that at all. No. Nah. So <laughs> it was. I don't know. It was that's a big venue, and uh, it was kind of echoey and loud, but it was pretty awesome. Right. So. Ludacris Bridges. What? Chris Ludacris Bridges was at your fair. Uh, uh, don't have no idea. Ludacris? It, oh, that, it's actually just Ludacris. But now he's got to be Chris Ludacris Bridges. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. He had a special guest of Sean Kingston. Now, Kingfish. No, Kingston. Who yeah. the fuck is Kingfish? Sean Kingston is Kingfish. What? i never heard of that. Yeah. No. no. Sean Kingston is an amazing... Like, he's a huge dude. Huge black guy. Is he the reggae-sounding guy? No. He, no, he's blues. Oh, and it's a different guy, then. Yeah. Yeah. Like- Sean Kingston that's touring with Ludacris is a... Um- I want to say he's like a reggae Jamaican American singer. Yeah, uh, you. No. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. No. I'll send all you right. his stuff. Yeah, all right. maybe, maybe like I'm something thinking of about... the wrong person. But there is a. Yeah. I was thinking it was King Kingfish. Okay. Well, he's not touring with Ludacris. Yeah. 
I didn't even look this year. I don't care. I I really I, don't. It the the fair like why? I, I it might as well be sponsored by Walmart. <laughs> Walmart and Amazon. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Amazon will get you there. Walmart will make you look like shit. So I know one of the times I was down there this time of the year, they were doing the uh, Sprint Car Nationals. Oh, okay. Uh, in Boone or? Yeah. There's there a big, there's a big motor speedway. Knoxville. Uh, is that just to the east? Yep. Of your location? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Not too far. I drove by there when I went out to get ice cream. I've, I've been there once. Okay. Yeah. I think Kyle Bush won the race. Yeah, Kyle Bush. And then he's uh he's teamed up with a guy that's uh local to us, to me. Well, uh I think we got enough time in to make an episode and I mean we could sit here for, you know, an hour or so and, and catch up or must heard. That's when there there you go. As <laughs> as everybody catch up. I must heard. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 83. We've lost it. Cigar must turd. Cigar <laughs> ketchup mustard. Gross. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when uh, Oppenheimer's going to come out, so I don't know when we're going to be able to do that video. Sure. Um, I, I guess we should, real quick, before we get out of here, I do want to say that, uh, again, reiterate, appreciate everybody uh, for listening uh, and, and everybody who jumps on and catches up and, and whatever. You know, uh, we do this because uh, it really just a, a well, if you look, if you listen to the beginning episodes, there was another reason. Now we pretty much just do this as a way to stay in touch, you know, and it works. We enjoy it. Uh, but what I do want to say is that in the very, very near future, uh, senior bacon is going to have to be doing some traveling and, uh, it may get hard to, uh, record episodes and I'm going to do my best. I promise you to try to bring on a special guest or come up with something. Maybe I'll just ramble here for 15 minutes and kill this entire thing. I don't know. Uh, but if for some reason, and we're not anticipating it, but for some reason we miss a week or we're a day late, don't worry. We just got some training to do. We got some stuff going on. Stick with us. We'll be back for sure. See you in two weeks. Maybe. You'll hear me in two weeks one way or the other. <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right. Have a good one. Yep. Stop a Rooney. My friends.